0: With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassberry. coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Tomorrow night, we're gonna go ahead and talk. The Super Bowl coming at you on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, also as well, Simblates, com, and the guy who owns it also is Oxide T47 at lakersball.com he's sylvester Stabone today so there you go indeed but also check out his nightcaps game to game days on game days right now i think probably go back for thursday night at 11 p.m so go ahead and look forward to that for the next lakers nightcap at 11 p.m with joe Soro. plus also as all of course our good friends the Lakerholics.com crew. Also, of course, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Yo, there you go. He is here in the house. Please subscribe today to his channel, plus also as well, of course, Lakers and 5, Empire Jet TV, Clutch Talk, as Mr. Stone Hansen is talking about as well, Lakers Corner, John McKaylee Channel, and more. So go ahead and check out their channels, plus also subscribe today to this channel to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And I'll tell you what, it is almost upon us. Thursday, the NBA trade deadline. Will it be the most exciting or boring one ever? We're going to go ahead and talk about that. Plus also, all your NBA trade proposals go crazy. You know, I always kind of mock you and say, my gosh, what are you thinking out there? In the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break. But today. Go crazy. Go Laker Tom on us right there in the chat. Let us know your crazy trade proposals. Kurt Affair, your imagination. I would love to see what you have in mind, all the crazy stuff that even you want to think about there, right there in the chat. Truly appreciate it. And Mike, great to have you here as well. Glad to have you aboard with us on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, YouTube and audio listeners at the Lakers fast break. Well, it is the NBA trade deadline. Going to get into it now as far as what we think the Lakers are going to do, what they think we'll need, and what we think may happen, or what we would like to happen here at the NBA Trade Deadline. And I've got a cast of characters indeed with me today. Uh m- Maybe not Rodell approved, but oh well, too bad. Sorry, we're not like the other Lakers podcasts. We go ahead and tell it when we want, like we want, whenever they want. So right here at the Lakers house break. And first up... Awesome individual indeed. She is back on the show. Sounding crisp and clear. It is Zangerstein back on the show, the author of Z Notes. And I'm just, you know, waiting for those Z notes Z. So you got to let me know when you go to go ahead and drop another one. Hopefully in the in the near future. But let me know your thoughts for the Lakers in this upcoming eight NBA tread deadline for you, my friend.
2: Yeah, um, I don't have Z-Notes yet because I was thinking that there's, there's a difference between how they play last week versus this week. So I, I, can't, I can't have a gauge on it yet, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no worries, no worries. So what do you got cooking up for us here? Sorry, sorry, Gerald. No worries. All I, good, I will, I will. So what do you got cooking us up for here at the NBA Tread deadline?
2: Oh, first, obviously, everyone wants the Dronte Murray, but I think 100% of it relies on the Hawks' decision to be um, on the Lakers' ball. It's not going to be on theirs. I think they already gave one... I believe it's the best deal that they can get for him right now. And this is where I'm actually hesitating because I've watched like ten Hawks games this season. Um it was like when I watched him play, his he looks small guys. <laughs> I don't know why, but he looks small. He's like thin. They are te- they are saying that he's a good defender, right? Okay, okay, fine. Wait, wait. I'm I'm gonna start up what, what's on my mind first. Um, on offense, I think his positive is that he can attack anytime he wants that strength he can attack anytime he wants he doesn't need a pick and roll unlike dlo and austin he's just gonna go there to his spots and cook he can do that unfortunately for the hawks it doesn't fit because he's a point guard and trey young is a better point guard than him so there's an overlap between them that's why it doesn't work there but if if it's the Lakers, it is better if they put him on D'Lo's spot. They, they need it to be D'Lo. It, it can't be because Austin is your better off-ball shooter. He's actually better than D'Lo off-ball. And for me, that's where the, the conundrum starts because the Hawks obviously wanted Austin. That's what that's what they want. But when I look at the his game, or if it will actually blossom in the Lakers, because his game is different. He doesn't his shot profile. He doesn't get to the rim. Although he gets there, but he's gonna pass the ball. He's not finishing at the rim which is something that Virgilio should do. And the thing is, based on their stats, De'Angelo Russell actually finishes at the rim at 70%. When he gets there, he's going to finish there. But for De'Jounte, this is the weird thing. He can get there because he's much faster. His shot percentage is just 50 He doesn't finish at the rim very well. He's most of his shots. The one that he can get to is the mid range. Anytime he wanted, when he has the ball, he can get there. So I'm I'm just not sure between him and Dilo on the offense, particularly the playmaking, because I think Dilo is a better playmaker. The next one is. The defense, guys, he cannot screen-navigate. The, the, the Jean De Morey can't screen-navigate. I don't know why. Maybe it's the energy that he's, he wanted to spend. Maybe he doesn't want to spend too much on Atlanta. But based on what I saw, he's getting beat when it's a pick-and-roll. When it's a pick and roll, he's getting beat there because his body is really thin. Steph Curry actually bumped him, and then he's lost. That's it. Th- that's how lightweight he is. Unlike if you wa- if you compare it side by side, I did this by the way. If you compare the screen on the screen. Two screens of Dilo and then him playing, you're gonna see the difference in size. There's a difference, and I think Dilo is a good enough hedge and rotator than the He's a better off-ball defender than the De even though we all know this is the same as Austin, that he cannot be your point-of-attack defender. And that's where Dejounte is supposed to be. But I'm just not sure about his defense right now. Now, for the Hawks, I'm going to say, sorry, Gerald, sorry. I just, I no just, just you want it. to make
0: sure everybody gets yeah, in their the two Hawks. steps. No worries. No worries.
2: Yeah. For the Go Hawks, for. I think they're going to fumble this. Again, They're, they've fumbled so many times, by the way. Last year, people wanted to give John Collins picks. This year, they didn't. I, I, Isn't DeJounte going to be like 24 million next year? In that like range,
0: yes.
2: yes. He's not going to get any picks anymore. I'm just saying this because there's a crunch on the the title contenders. He cannot, I don't think he will work of the title contending team aside from the Lakers because everyone has a point guard already. So if the Hawks is going to decide now nah, we're going to wait next year, is, is they're not going to get what the Lakers wanted to give, and for the Lakers, this is the thing that the Lakers needed to do. If if the Hawks wanted it, and it's on the Hawks side, 100%. I think it's actually a lesser payment if you're only gonna give up one pick. But if it comes to the 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 off season, the Lakers are gonna get are gonna have three picks. But now, they will want that three picks. They will want all of it. That's the, that's the nature of the, the CBA right now. Teams wanted all that they can get. And, yeah, it's a conundrum, I think. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is, of course, Sangerstein, Joe Sorrel, a.k.a. Sylvester Stabone, and also here. <laughs> Also here today, good man indeed. He is one of the masterminds behind what we do each and every time that he is here at Lakers Fast Break. It is Stone Hanson. Stone, great to have you here. I've been seeing you in the background, warming up your hands, getting ready. It is almost that time of the year. I know you, as someone who has got such a great mind for the game of basketball, has got plenty of ideas and thoughts on the NBA trade deadline when it comes to the Lakers.
3: Yeah, I uh I do have a lot of thoughts and I don't know if we'll get through it all. Um we'll see. You can
0: always come on tomorrow. We could always <clears> do a show a second part tomorrow night.
3: We may need to because I have a lot of thoughts. So Okay.
0: We'll, we'll uh, we can do that we have, as well.
3: Yeah. We'll see how much I get through. So uh before I give my thoughts, I just wanna lay out a couple quick things for people listening or watching. Um uh, one is that uh not every report that you're going to hear regarding the trade deadline of teams talking. In in fact, most of the time when there's a report of teams are talking, uh, it generally means that uh, those talks are going to fall through and they're not going to materialize to anything. But it can be important because um, if you uh, are going to remember this, uh, remember these talks, a lot of times they come back around into the next trade deadline or in summer. So it's good. So because you get a gauge of what teams are interested in what players and those teams may target the players that are mentioned in talks, uh, during free agency, once their contract is up, uh, or at the next trade deadline, when they have more time to discuss how this, uh, trade would happen. So, uh, I just want to remind people that most of the time you hear reports of teams talking doesn't necessarily mean a trade's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> another thing is that most of you probably know this, but for those that don't, some reports are uh, falsified because reporters get false leaks from teams. The way the NBA works, information is currency. And from the agents. Yeah. Well, yes, but generally more so from the teams, because a team wants to create leverage in one way or another. Generally speaking, you'll hear a lot of false reports from agents during free agency, but at the trade deadline, a lot of times teams want to create false leverage points uh, and it happens. Um, and sometimes the reports that you get are hearing, even if it's from Roger Shams, uh, are going to be false and baseless because um, teams are just giving information to start rumors so that they can generate interest in certain players and picks and whatnot uh and those reporters will put it out there uh and they'll in exchange give you know some juicy details to the team that's giving them that so that's one thing to remember um another thing is everybody everybody's guilty of this but fans overvalue their players and i know a lot of lakers fans are guilty of this too we tend to think the players that are on our team are worth more than they're probably going to get at the trade deadline it's just a matter of fact. You cannot not be happy about it, but that's how it goes usually. Uh, most people are going to be disappointed when they see the return of what certain players are out there for. So don't set your expectations a lot higher than what they should be. Uh, all that to say, um, my thoughts are that the Lakers have multiple options here. And I think we are pretty much all in alignment, uh, that the Lakers are not contending for a title this year. They just don't have what it takes. But that doesn't mean the Lakers don't think that we're still title contenders. I think the Lakers are still holding out hope that we have LeBron and AD and that we can get all the way there. And because of that, there's probably going to be some win now moves that are made. Um, The other option the Lakers can sort of veer towards is that they can stock up, like Z mentioned, and and keep those picks once they become available. You have three firsts, uh, and they can try and dump money uh, and trade for players that are non-guaranteed or expiring in the summer. Uh, That way they can sign the players that they want. Most of the players in free agency are not that attractive, but they're at least better supporting cast members than what the Lakers might have right now. So there's a couple different options the Lakers can go with. I could get into trades at a later point, maybe tomorrow even, but that's sort of what I'm viewing the Lakers as right now. Um, And I have a lot of Dejounte thoughts, but I'll let Joe get a word in here.
0: Once again, it is our NBA trade deadline. No, no, no,
1: no. no. You, you go ahead. I'm not. I don't give. I don't care about talking. Go ahead. Do, do what you got to do.
0: He
2: talks Uh, quite a bit.
3: He talks quite a bit. So, uh, I'll I'll run through my Dejounte notes real quick. Dejounte to me is a better player than D'Angelo. I I think that's where I'm at. I know people disagree with me because there's been a big hot run that D'Angelo's had the past you know couple months, or maybe a month and a half. Um, and he's he's been really good. delo has been really good. I'm not denying that. I actually really like D'Angelo Russell as a player, but to me, D'Angelo Russell is best as a sixth man, not as a starting point guard. That's just where I'm at get mad at me all as you want but that's sort of how I view it I think DeJounte can be a starting point guard and I think I trust DeJounte more to play in the playoffs I don't trust Dilo as much yes he had big playoff runs here and there he had big games uh you know I'm not gonna take that for granted but at the same time he's very inconsistent offensively he's had a very nice stretch right now this is probably the best stretch of his career I don't trust it to be there for the rest of the season and throughout the entirety of the playoffs he's just very inconsistent that's who D'Lo is he's tricked me before in the past uh, especially with the Nets when he was great he's just up and down offensively defensively he will always be picked on him and this goes for Austin too they're always going to be initiated on every team that starts a set they're going to pick on Austin and D'Lo that's what they always want to do I don't think that happens nearly as much with DeJounte. And you could say DeJounte has fallen off, and he has defensively. But uh, the fact that DeJounte still has the narrative of being a good defender around him, I think prevents him from getting picked on nearly as much as D'Lo does. Uh, whether it's real or not and that he lives up to that, it's up for debate. But he is still not getting picked on nearly as much as, as Delo is. and um, I think that when you watch Hawks games, it reflects that. I think the Lakers are in a weird position because Dilo is obviously able to opt out in the summer, and that's the big thing. Would Delo want to come back to us? I don't really – the more we're losing, the less likely it is to me. I, I don't see – I think he's given less of a reason to want to come back. Maybe he does pick up the option. I don't know. But I would rather trade for D'Lo and get what I can. And that way you have him extended for longer – or trade for uh, DeJounte, I'm sorry. And get what you can. He has more years left on his contract. It is a higher price, but that higher price also means now you have more options to trade for because D'Lo only gets you so high to certain players. DeJounte's extra salary can get you to more players. Um, so I wouldn't add necessarily a whole lot to D'Lo at the same time, from the Hawks perspective, I don't really entirely buy the DeJounte's even on the market because they just traded three first and two swaps for him. Why would they one year later take so much less and cut ties? To me, that doesn't really make sense. You don't see it happen that much in the NBA. Um, I, it could happen. It's talked about so much that usually where there's smoke, there's some fire. But uh, I think that that's a huge loss for the Hawks to take so quickly after trading for him and trading a
0: lot for him. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, Stone Hansen. Zangerstein is here as well for the Philippines and also here today. Good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Simblades and, of course, Lakers nightcap with Joe Sorrow. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe. Uh, You seem to be in somewhere where I'm thinking about as far as, you know, with all the smoke in regards to DeJounte Murray and other players, as far as that ilk, as far as high end rotation players, I don't think that the Lakers are going to be end up probably getting to that point because they just don't have enough as far as in the assets to throw at other teams. It looks like more and more to me that if they do make moves, it might be along the fringes to go ahead and support Whatever team that we currently have.
1: Yes, I, I think it's it's a, it's a there needs to be a some attention to the fact that the last time you went to go get more talent, or at least you thought you got more talent, at the expense of your team, it was the gr- the worst trade you've ever made in your in your uh, in franchise history. Russell Westbrook trade will go down as the worst trade in Laker history for the simple fact that they cut their own throat when they didn't have to and it there's a couple ways you can look at it one. Uh, the inability for those who are in charge to understand what that means and the other uh, which again it's not just the guys that are in control now it's just those who don't really do the work. Don't really put in the work and understand how this works, made a decision thinking that they were gonna have to do something, which was stupid. Um, my assessment on this is let it go. If you can get a player for a few second-round picks that might add some depth, maybe a backup point guard, that's fine. But DeJounte Murray, uh I was going to say this before Stone did. These guys spent three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. I find it extremely unlikely that they're going to trade him for D'Angelo Russell and a first-round pick. Uh, Unless that third person is Austin Reeves, I just don't see how that's going to work. Uh, Miles Bridges, uh, I keep hearing that name. I don't know why. Miles Bridges is a PR nightmare anywhere he goes. So, and again, no one gives uh, dirt for Charlotte or their organization. Most people don't even know they exist. So he's okay over there. If I'm Miles Bridges, I beg ownership, the new ownership, to just keep him there because no one will care there. If he goes to New York, he goes to L.A., he goes to the Spurs, all the little, uh, you know, Witches will come out of the woodwork and and, and, and want to stone them to death. And the organization. So there is really no solution, folks, this year, other than the Lakers putting their heads together by some miracle and figuring out that they have enough talent to make things work until they finally run into a team that can make it work. And right now, it's looking like Denver and the Clippers. Again, the Clippers are always suspect because they're the Clippers, and you have one of the biggest chokers and what I, I I like to call them the Clayton Kershaw of of uh, basketball, which is James who Hart.
0: resigned for the Dodgers today.
1: Which is yeah, and of course I I'm, I'm getting messages. You're not a real Dodger fan by not supporting Kershaw coming back. I go. I'm not a real Dodger fan. I'm not a real Dodger fan. Really, really. Here's. Here's what I I ended up going off at this point.
0: <laughs> what I shock. said
1: I said, did you watch the playoffs this year? Did you see how in less than an inning what that man did? And that is not the first time he's done it. He has done it at least in 10 games. So, we have this discussion with a lot of our compadres out there. The amount of knowledge and viewing viewership is going to be unmatched between this man over here, that man over there, and this one here. We have the capability to watch anything we want at any time. And between us three, we've seen it all. So if you want to find any information, relevant information, it's going to come from one of us three we watch we pay attention we invest our time in it it's it's what we do other than our own jobs and in some cases for stone it was his job so i don't feel bad when we tell everyone what's really going on we don't know who's going to get traded we don't know what's a technically a leak but that doesn't matter we know the salary cap we know the cba not 100% because It's impossible to read 700 pages, but we know the basics, okay? This team does not have draft assets. This team does not have the talent to go get a third star. And it never did. It never did. We've already gone through this. So my advice to the Lakers, and this may be happening already, is stand pat, Get a couple guys, if you can, maybe one if you're really, really lucky, that can benefit this team here. And this go finish the season. Whatever happens after that, it is what it is. You start trading D'Angelo, you gotta start thinking about trading Reeves, which I don't think is not gonna happen anyways. You're just gonna you're just gonna complicate things at that point. Now you gotta bring in somebody, reteach them what's going on, and the chemistry on this team is already not not bad but it's just not connected it's not always connected and that's what this is the lakers have put themselves in a position where they cannot really advance on a roster in a roster situation they just can't they have to depend on anthony davis and lebron james to take them home with a few role players that are pretty good but pretty good Next to title contenders, that's that's going to be very, very tough in the West. If we were in the East, I actually would be, I would be like, hey, you know what? I think we can still go to the finals. But in the West, and if the Clippers keep playing like this, if they end up finally going over that mountain of chokeness, you're going to have to deal with the Clippers. And you're going to have to deal with, with Denver. And I'm say this, they'll say it again and again and again and again, folks. It doesn't matter where they go. They don't win the championship. It's a dead season. And so it is It's so, so it is for LeBron James. LeBron James, he can score 50,000 points, get 20,000 rebounds, 20,000 assists. He can do all that. He will never be considered the greatest if he's stuck at four. Just what it is. It's not fair. It's just what it is. No one cares about Winning three titles with three teams—it's about the titles—and four titles in twenty-one seasons, unfortunately, is not enough. It's just—it's not fair. It's just one of those things that's not fair. I—we're I, I, okay. Again, we're here for the Laker legacy. The Laker legacy says he came to LA and brought a championship, so cool. We're good. I just thought he'd get another one, but that wasn't really necessarily. I mean, he—he he did push for the Westbrook trade. So you can say it was somewhat his fault, but that's still a decision that Rob made and the organization when they didn't have to. And now we don't get a chance to see a multiple championship run with this particular team. And I'm with with Stone on this. The Lakers do not win a championship this year. I think their focus needs to be to get LeBron somewhere else. But I have a hard time. I really, really have a hard time. LeBron would have to opt out and have a deal ready somewhere else. And he has to take a pay cut. No one will trade for him and that uh, no one will will give him 51 million on uh, with free cap space. It's just not going to happen. It have to be something where LeBron says, you know what? I want to go somewhere where I can maybe win a title, have a little bit of a stronger team. But then even then, what was what's been one of the big things that's followed LeBron? All oh, he only goes to teams that are, you know, in, you know, with talent, right? So LeBron cares about what the public thinks. He's always cared about it. That's why he's been flustered so many times in his career. And you're, and again, he's not the only one, folks. Kobe had a habit of thinking too much about what people thought too. That that's what these guys are. They hear it every day. It's some part of the motivation. And for the Laker fan, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting hypnotized by the AD performance here stone please you know try to bring me down to earth if you can but man we got a young guy here man that can ball and i'd hate to start over if we have a guy that's actually still young let's try to see if we can build something around ad i think ad might have another two three years left and if you can do that this summer get get going with it do it that's what i'm thinking about right now trade deadlines all this stuff it's 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 just not going to do it's not going to move the needle guys you, you, it's just not and i don't i don't and the nba just the way it's going these days with how they've set up these supermax contracts and making it harder for teams to trade players this is this is the the future of the nba unless there's a massive workaround that agents and management end up figuring out all these swap picks remember we didn't know what the hell a swap pick was Four years ago, I never heard of a swap pick. You know, all of a sudden everything's a swap pick and teams are dropping five first round picks. I don't remember that happening very much up except from the last like five years. And that's 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 it. That's that's where it's at.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's our NBA trade deadline preview. It looks like it's going to be a part one. It looks like we may have to come back tomorrow with a part two. We'll see what happens. But Z, let me bring it back to you. When it comes down to it, obviously there's been an abundant amount of talk about DeJounte Murray, but are there any other targets for you, Z, out there that you think the Lakers should be interested in trying to acquire?
2: I think again, it depends on the other team's decisions. But for example, um, D.F.S. Royce O'Neill, and no one's talking Dorian about Finney this. Dorian Finney Smith. But...
0: Uh, let me just say this, Dorian Finney Smith. No. no. Uh, we, yeah, just to to let everybody no. know out there, especially an audio audience. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, D.F.S. Um and. I was talking about this other one, but um I forgot the name of the other guard in that group. This another Smith. There's another Smith in there.
0: Talk about Ish Smith? That we just played against? No, in no, no.
2: No, it's it's a guard that is small that is game oh, you're from about
0: Dennis Smith, are you? Dennis Smith Junior?
2: Yeah there. That one no one's talking about that guy. But because Cape Vincent is currently hurt, it it could translate. That guy is only worth two million by the way. So if yeah. if if the Lakers know that Cape Vincent is not gonna play or whatever, they can get that guy for just two seconds, maybe one or two. But now and again this is this depends on these are the teams that I that I listed that has that is on the their mid. They can't decide whether they're gonna broke it up or not. So Atlanta, I know a lot of people were saying that they gave up, but it's a collection of bad decisions that they did over the years. I mean they have lost the value of Collins and Bogdanovich there. So now they don't have value. Ibn Bogdanovich doesn't have a value anymore. Bohan, that guy, that shooter, he, they're not gonna, they're that guy because they need him. But again, I'm telling Stone, when I saw Trey and Dejante, they just don't work together. They just don't, it's on the screen. You can see it already. They're not working together. And they have now a better chance of moving forward because of um Jalen, that's his name, right? The, the tall guy, the four, is really okay. good. And you need to build on Trey and him. That's where you need to build. the Now, I, I've heard that the Lakers already have a proposal with a third team. They already have a third team. It's up to Atlanta. The other guys in Brooklyn. Those three, DFS, Royce O'Neal. According to the Lakers report, they don't want that guy. But again, maybe they like Dennis Mitchell. Why not? Those are those three have lesser value than last year because last year, it may come as a surprise, but the Lakers trade one pick for dorian finn smith they wanted to trade one pick for him to get him last year but now he doesn't have a market <laughs> because when you're losing you're devaluing your players no one wants them anymore that's what happens in just a year he's devalued, but i think he's good so if you can get dfs even with Five, because I think the Lakers have six second-round picks that they can trade. Three of them are from the Clippers, I think. I think. It's from another team. The other three are the Lakers' picks. So they can trade all of that, four or five. And here's the catch, because Dave Vincent's $10 million can get you Dorian Finnesmith.
0: We'll see but what happens. I
2: think that, yeah, but I'm not sure because again Brooklyn is stubborn and they're they don't know where they're going. This is the shocking thing because the the Houston Rockets wanted to give back all the picks of Brooklyn and Jail in Green for Michael Bridges. But they said no, and now that they're losing, and Mikal is not playing the way that he was playing, he's not. So you need you need to get on. If this is available, you need to jump on it. That's how fast it goes. Otherwise, you're gonna lose it. So for the Lakers, if any of these trades happen, and I think they can own. Because none of the West aside from the Portland and Jazz are gonna trade anything. Seeing based on the market, Spurs are not gonna trade with the Lakers, the contending teams are not gonna trade for the Lakers. with the Lakers. They only have Portland and Jazz in the Western Conference to trade for. So they need the East teams to cooperate. Otherwise they're not gonna get anything.
0: We'll find out, but once again, it is the Lakers fast break. NBA trade deadline preview stone. Uh, Mike Anguilano, who has appeared on this show and truly appreciate him watching on Twitter, getting a lot of feedback on Twitter as we speak. So I cannot thank you enough for everyone out there on Twitter to listen to us. Your thoughts on possibly the Lakers standing pat. As I have said in the past few weeks, and actually Mike Anguilano touched on it, if the Lakers stand pat, There's a good possibility they can avoid the repeater tax for the first time in years, saving the money there. There's also the fact that they can go ahead and get money paid to them from the tax teams in probably around what's going to be now looking right in the mid-teens, 13, 14, 15 million dollar range. Plus, they can accrue their assets over the course of the summer, whether or not LeBron stays or goes and find themselves in a position where they could have up to three first-round draft choices, some cap space available maybe even, heading into the offseason. What allure should that be for the Lakers at this point in time over building something over quick fix that you might have in mind?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the the problem is the only quick fixes that are going to come are none that are going to lead to a championship so long as you have LeBron and AD on your team because your assets are sucked dry And the only way to recover those assets are by trading LeBron and AD. Um, And it's not likely to happen, very unlikely to happen. Uh, I'm not going to say impossible anymore, but very, very unlikely. Um, So, to me, you can only work around what you have. Like I said, I'd be moving D'Lo. He's... I think it's 50/50 at this point that he is going to pick up his option in the summer. So I would rather get an asset for a longer period so you have more time to find maybe something to help you a little bit more, but ultimately I think strategically the best option is uh, you know, push push LeBron out. Um as for different options the Lakers have, um Bruce Brown's a name that everyone is talking about. That that's a name that the Lakers really tried to go after this summer. If you remember, the Lakers were really trying to get him and just got outbid. And they they're not going to pay they couldn't pay that much that um that the Pacers paid. But it's important to note that Bruce Brown because of the certain contract structure that he has can only be traded by himself. Uh, the Raptors cannot attach any other players in a trade to the Lakers, it has to be just Bruce Brown for by himself. Um, it makes it a little more complicated. Uh, it means that you're not going to get any other players to come back. There's no Boucher. There's no Trent. Uh, it's only Bruce Brown. Um, so uh, I was thinking, I was kind of brainstorming. I was thinking probably Rui and Jalen Hinchofino is like probably the most likely option. Cause I don't think I'd want to add a first to Rui to get Bruce Brown, um, as far as the the first with the Lakers too, I think that's a real sticking point. I I would be very shocked if the Lakers do not move one of their that fir- the, the 2029 20, first or Delo maybe both, but if they don't move at least one of them, I'd be pretty shocked. LeBron's put pressure on the Lakers now. LeBron wants them to make moves, and the track record that we have is whether that's the right move or not. That The Lakers, every deadline not that they've had LeBron, that's their MO, right, is flip this team over and make up for their mistakes in free, from free agency. Uh, whether we agree with it or not, that's the track record that they've had. Uh, so I don't really have any reason to believe it'll be anything other than that, this deadline. I know a lot of people think we'll stand pat. I think we're going to move at least D'Lo or that pick uh, in some way or another. I really couldn't care less about the, um, the buses' personal financial situation, uh, I don't care if they save money or not. It's their job to spend it for this team to make it better, uh, and I don't care if they make more money. The repeater tax, the only way I care about finances is if it means the Lakers can spend more in the future, but as far as personal owner finances, I really couldn't care less. I think the Lakers have to be smart. They definitely have to. Uh, make sure they don't fall in that that pit of throwing all your eggs in a basket for now. But I think that doesn't necessarily mean that is the case if you make a trade at this deadline. If you can if you can make a trade for someone that's still movable at the next deadline, then you haven't really lost anything to me. You're not throwing away uh, any assets because you still have assets you can move. As long as you're not trading for assets that leave in the summer or whatever, I'm fine with a, a fair amount of moves, but we'll see what happens. I definitely don't see Austin being moved. That's the one uh, I, I feel very confident. Austin's not going to be traded. Um, he's on a, he's on a killer deal. Uh, and I think that whether people think he's better delo is irrelevant because the financial structure of that deal is, is really what makes him more valuable. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I do expect the Lakers to make Uh, My prediction is they get a starter uh, at the deadline, at least a, a new starter in that lineup via the trade deadline.
0: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, Stone Hansen, Zangerstein, and Joe Soro, a.k.a. Sylvester Stabone. Joe You were shaking your head throughout Stone's synopsis there. And uh, so I want to hear, Stone, you might want to leave your mic open for a response on that. So you were shaking your head during the entire course of that conversation, my friend.
1: I wasn't shaking my head at Stone. I was shaking my head at the fact that we keep hearing this LeBron is applying pressure on the team. The last time he did that, we traded for Russell Westbrook. Players should play. GMs should GM. I think if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and trying to get the same result, you, you know, the, you know, the ending there, this team, even if they got another starter, which I couldn't imagine who, who would be the starter and would it matter? This team needs at least two to three guys that are somewhat serviceable on both ends of the floor that's how they won the championship last time they're not going to get that (laughs) they're just not so i don't know what card palinka has in his back pocket that we don't know about there is always a chance that something could materialize that surprises everyone but in the end there's a disconnect in the team right now already and i just I don't know what would what it would take to to, to connect it. Uh, looking at Chicago, looking at Brooklyn, looking at Atlanta, looking at Toronto for players. Bruce Brown is the quintessential contract year player. He hasn't done diddly poo since he signed his new contract with Indiana and then got traded, not even a full season in to Toronto. And then you got to deal with Masai up there, Toronto, who keeps his trade so tight. You, you you know it's surprising you can actually move around um i don't see anything coming out of utah without major assets which lakers don't have uh washington uh cleveland have been probably the two teams that i can remember that have worked with the lakers multiple times sure those guys could play a third party in a particular trade maybe for who most of the trade Machines that I see don't don't allow a you know draft capital to be implemented into the trade, so I don't know how that kind of gets materialized. All in all. I just I just don't see a significant trade coming in on Thursday due to the fact that they just don't have enough, and if they did want to move some of their players who do have some value it's going to be a detriment to the team. In the end because i don't think they're gonna get two or three fold above what they're going to be sending out if they're going to send d out for Dejounte murray uh you might get another couple of points above that in terms of talent which isn't enough uh we've lost vanderbilt likely for the year that was a massive blow considering he was improving on the offensive side and that's why it made a difference because he actually started making some shots and it opened up the floor it opened up the floor to the point where you started seeing ad get the ball deep in the post when he wasn't doing that you couldn't get ad down into the post and you have a coach who couldn't devise a a plan to get him the ball down the post if those things weren't going on now you can look at that as that's not fair joe you know that the, the floor needed to be spread Well. I'd like to think no matter what's going on when you have a talented player like AD, you should be able to get him the ball where he wants it because that's why you have him. Uh, and we, we go back and forth. I, I was thinking about this today on our assessment of our organization. Uh, the outside looking in in terms of people who aren't Laker fans look at us like we're freaking trash because we're greedy, we're entitled, we're snobby, we don't get enough. And I will tell you that is exactly who we are. It's just what it is when you win, you want to win more and when you don't win, you want to know why. And when. Mistakes are being made, they need to be pointed out and it needs to be with the same venom as if you were a Portland Trailblazer fan for the last 45 years. You know why, guys? Because that's how you become a winner. You never are satisfied. Winning is never enough. You have to win more, and you have to win more, and you have to win more. When the Lakers three-peated, you think we were happy when they lost to San Antonio for the potential four-peat? That's all I think about. I only think about Robert Ori's shot not going in in game five. That's just, it's in there. It's just what it is. I can't change it. I don't think about, I mean, we talk about it, but I don't think about the Ori in 02 against Sacramento as much. I don't think about the domination in 01. I don't think about Shaq's greatest season that I've seen from an individual, at least I've seen in 2000. I think about 03. I think about 04. I think about 08 more than I think about 09 and in, in 2010. And that's it. Here we are. Talking about the trade deadline, fully knowing that this, whatever happens here, barring a miracle, and that stuff doesn't happen anymore, guys. Adam Silver and the Player Association and the owners are putting clamps on this, folks. They took the two things they owned in the the four major uh, leagues, and they pissed it down the toilet. The trade deadline And free agency. Now we have to sit here with our hands in our pants. Sorry, Z, and wait for really basic stuff now. And then in the summer, what's happened the last two summers? Really? And by the way, I don't consider Durant getting traded last year like a big deal. Durant has asked for more trades than Michael Jordan's retired. So it's not that wasn't like, oh, wow. Now, if Joel and had has to be traded this year. Now you got something going on. Something happens, and Jamal Murray's upset with his role. I'm not saying, you know, just using that as hypothetical. You, know, you know, you never, you know, that, like that's something that would be cool, and that's really the only way it's going to be. By the way, unless Luca, Luca, if you're listening, as much of a heifer you you are, and how much whining you do. You want out of Dallas, you want the greatest stage on uh, uh, for your talent, buddy, let your contract run out and be a free agent because L.A. will be waiting for you. <laughs> That's the, the next time I I think in the future that, that we have something to look forward to. I think someone has to tell Doncic that he needs to be in L.A. And we all know that Cuban is not trading in L.A. So he's going to be, he's gonna have to leave on his own.
0: Uh, by the way, there is someone impersonating Darvin Hamm in the chat. I uh, just want to tell you, Darvin, we call it like we see it here at the Lakers Fast Break. You don't like it, go somewhere else. We'll just leave it at that. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It Wait, is, what did he course- say?
1: Hold on, let me read it. Hold on, you know, fam, that's why this channel had less subscribed, because you yeah, don't know be- basketball at all. Full negativity, no positivity. But you suck an egg and suck my nuts, by the way, Darvin <laughs> M. How about that? What learn how to coach,
0: Darvin. Learn how to coach.
1: Yeah, we'll learn watch. how to coach. And get your hands out of your pockets. You're not yes. at home watching TV. <laughs>
0: Z- Zagerstein, let me bring it back to you one more time. Uh, again, you know we talk about the trade deadline being important for a lot of teams. The Lakers have been m- one of those teams that have been uh, much speculated upon. Uh, do you expect the Lakers to be active at the trade deadline? See,
2: I think they will still be. I think they are, actually. But, uh, again, I think this is this is the stupidity of this. Because <laughs> if you think about it, you wanted the Lakers to trade for something, right? We all wanted them to improve. Who doesn't want that? Even is not believing that this team is going anywhere, believes that they need to trade, right? So, so I I don't see anyone saying that they're not going to do anything. I think they're even doing it right now. But the problem is in a negotiation, you are going to negotiate with the other team needs to say yes. Otherwise there's no deal. That that's the thing. That's the thing about it. It's not about the negativity Darbinham. It's about being smart about the steps oh are they gonna do this yes they might be they have a they already have a package for this but it's up to the other team if they want that package or not that's why we can talk and talk and assume what are they gonna do but it depends on the other team's decision now for Joe, I think this is one thing that no one is actually talking The free agency is now dead. And unfortunately, the Lakers have actually done much better in free agency, getting the players they wanted than, than the draft. That's what the Lakers always do. They trade for the player that they want. Shaq. So, those guys are from other teams that they traded for to improve their team. That's the history of the Lakers. Unfortunately, for this time, I'm not sure if stars are going to take that pay cut, guys. I'm just not sure. For Donkic, yeah, we want to go to the Lakers. But is he going to say no to another $20 million for the Supermax? That's like a 20 to 30 or even 40 million difference between being a free agent versus getting the supermax. So that's why Adam Silver has done this. I think this is because of the Golden State, the rent trade that happened because they they didn't expect it to jump by giving that I think that was a fifteen percent, uh, increase on the cap. The Golden State got the and wins that, the league doesn't want super duper teams. That's that's way too much for them, and that's why they also killed the CP three, CP three trade because I think they're gonna get CP three and Dwight Howard that year. So they're cutting that out right now. So and also, the Lakers are going to have a three peaks, right? They're going to have three peaks, this free agency. But other teams are going to want it. They they will want all of it. That's, That's the new trading system right now. And it's kind of funny because the only one that has the picks is OKC and the Jazz. They have all the picks of the entire league right now. Every contending team is just the Jazz, OKC, the Pelicans, and Houston. Other contenders doesn't have a pick.
0: We'll see what happens, though. I
1: gotta gotta, gotta retort to that, Z. This is the problem with reaction. You know, the the reaction-type mentality. The reason why Durant... And the Golden State Warriors situation went the way it went, was pure luck. Okay? Steph Curry, there was talk that he wouldn't last. He had ankle issues for like three years. They were gonna trade him to Milwaukee. They decided, someone decided, no, we'll send Monte Ellis. And then when they signed him, it was a very, very friendly contract. Very friendly because they didn't know if he was gonna last. Then he turned into a superstar. And because he didn't get paid max money, they had the perfect stars aligned that, mo- that summer, and then Durant came to Golden State. And this is the problem. It doesn't matter if it's sports or just laws and, 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 and social aspects. It's like, dude, this thing happened one time. How, o- how often do you think three stars in their prime are going to get a fourth star? Come to their team. Like, why would that even matter? Why would you adjust to something like that? Especially considering you had the market on specific times during the year where the attention was there. Now you don't get anything. This is the worst, worst, and it's getting worse. Trade deadline ever. I don't hear anything from Woj. I don't hear anything from Shams because he's a sham now. They're not. They're not. He might have. Went Ramona Shelburne on somebody. No one's helping him anymore. There's no excitement. There's no like like. There's part of the attention, part of the the fans being. Oh, can we go get this guy? You know, at, at least if it's out there with all the prominent media guys, even though guys like Stone and I be like, oh god, that's not gonna happen. Oh god, that's not gonna. Happen. It's still a topic of discussion. There are no topics of discussion anymore especially when it comes from those guys because those guys are the mouthpieces for a lot of these GMs, a lot of these agents. So that we have to talk about it. We just were going to say, hey, man, that's – come on. Is that really going to happen? Somebody dropped a dime on that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But usually those guys, when they do, there is some truth to it. They're not allowing it. So either something's about to happen here in a day and a half where it explodes or get used to the trading deadline in the NBA, not a, like the NFL – which is crickets 95% of the time.
0: So let me go ahead and bring it over to stone to close out our conversation for today. Stone, it looks like we're going to go ahead and have to have uh, a part two tomorrow on this guys. So uh, be prepared for that same time tomorrow. Let's do that. Can we, you want to sound like a good thing to do stone. Okay. So let me hear your final thoughts, my friend on exactly. You've got a ton of situations, scenarios. You still want to tell people out there. So I want to give you, Thoughts on that, you know, your, plenty of time on that on tomorrow's show then. So your thoughts on how you would go ahead and then see where we're at as far as an organization coming up on this NBA trade
2: deadline.
3: Um, yeah, I, I I think we're going to see as an organization not push any further, but I do think we'll see new faces. I think um, – I think a lot of it is going to come down to do we prioritize making LeBron happy by trying to get better, despite the fact that we, all of us here on the panel and most of us watching, are probably in agreement that no matter what we do, we're not going to get better enough, or do we prioritize setting ourselves up for the summer and beyond uh, as to trying to set up financially and with more assets which would mean uh, being sellers not buyers which to me I just don't see really happening so I think the Lakers are going to approach this as they have all the past deadlines like I've mentioned they just there, there's there's been no reason for me to believe they do otherwise because every deadline they would do the same thing of trying to get better. Um, I will say that I don't expect this to have a lot of big names, but the a, a lot of times, for whatever reason, some of the biggest trades are the ones you least expect. Uh, it happened with Sabonis and Halliburton. No one saw that coming. I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. I remember the – it was a long time ago, but the Kawhi trade, no one saw that coming in at the middle of the night. A lot of stuff that you don't expect – is typically big um, and under wraps very well. So you never know is what I'll say. It's unlikely. I wouldn't bank on anything big happening, but uh, you do never know because things have happened.
0: Uh, I agree, Mike, by the way. He said that the Warriors might be the one team in the league that needs to make a trade more than the Lakers.
3: Yeah, so we talked about, you know, we'll go over a couple trade scenarios I had mapped out. I'll I'll throw one of them out right now, actually. Uh, And people are not going to like it. But um, I think a trade, if the Lakers... I'm not saying the Lakers will do this because I I find it very unlikely. But a Lakers could look at a trade like D'Angelo, Russell, and Rui for Chris Paul and maybe uh, two Warriors first. Um, And that way you get a couple picks and Chris Paul is a... A fully non-guaranteed player i think in the there's summer. a two
0: million two or there's a small buy-in next year but it's it's almost there years. i thought there was I think zero. i'll look at it for sure okay. but i thought there was
3: regardless it's very minimal right you're yeah. shedding a lot of money yes um and that's the primary motive uh you get picks but you also uh get a lot of money uh to move forward and to spend on other players uh, like I said, it's not – I don't care about the buses. It is
0: fully – it's not guaranteed. You're right. You're right. It's not – Okay.
1: Likely.
3: Yeah, so I don't care about the buses' pockets. I care about the Lakers' pockets, and this gives the Lakers more flexibility to move forward, and you get a couple firsts. am not saying the Lakers will do it. I find it unlikely. Uh, it's not – and I see people already not happy about it. It's not because I want CP3 as a Laker. He probably won't play for us. It's just to get off money and get a couple picks. What if he's um, bought out
0: and heads to the Lakers? I I, I wouldn't roster like Angelano, I, I, I wouldn't want to sign him.
3: I don't think he's rosterable anymore. I, I wouldn't waste a roster spot on him if he's bought out personally. Um okay. so uh that's one thing. That and that's just one scenario like I'm mentioning of of what direction the Lakers could go. I find that scenario unlikely. Uh I think mostly we the names we're probably looking at are going to either come from the Nets or the Hawks. That's where I'm at, I think. Uh, whether that's DeJounte from the Hawks, who knows. Uh, whether that's um, you know Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, or Dinwiddie, who knows. Dinwiddie would only be a rental, by the way. I don't see us keeping him uh, because he's a free agent this summer, and so is Royce O'Neal. Um, so they, they'd only be short-term guys. But those, I think it's most likely we're going to get someone probably from the Nets is my guess. Uh, And they're probably going to start because Prince is a pretty low bar to clear. That's why I say I think we'll get another starter because Prince is our starter. Uh, Rory the past couple games. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I have a lot more to say definitely tomorrow. But uh, I think it's going to be...
0: It's going to be uneventful, but I think we will see new faces on the Lakers. So Zangerstein, it is a two million that would kick in as far as a team option. Okay, because it doesn't uh Sport Track does not mention that. So that's why it's uh, just wanted to let you know on that. So I thought there was a small buy-in, but it is essentially he can be bought out because it is again a two million dollar, you know, or not team option, but there's a thirty million dollar option for 24. 25 for him that's listed via sport track just wanted to let everybody know on that as well but i thought there was a small small thing that a team has to go ahead and, and commit to for next season but even if that's the case stone it's essentially like you said uh you know he's the 30 million dollar expiring or thereabouts so we'll just go ahead and, and say that but it is of course the lakers fast break uh joe Again, we'll go ahead and come back, bring around at 5 o'clock tomorrow for some more thoughts. But any final thoughts? Thank you so much to Zangerstein, all the way from the Philippines, talking about the NBA trade thank deadline. Really thank, you. thank you, as always. How Xbox you? in Australia, Mike on Twitter, everybody around the world. Even Darwin Ham showed up for today. Dylan Brooks showed up for today. Any last thoughts? Sylvester Stabone before we head on out.
1: A.K.A. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> growing pains that's way 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 past probably stone all you see 26
3: almost 25 okay so, close. so this yeah.
1: is way 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm, I'm Damn, old man you're 25 i'm washed <laughs> wow wow i i was it's, it's kind of freaky to, to think that i was 20 years old when you were born the <laughs> a little bit of me is hoping that The floodgates open, and I use that term as a pun because that's what we're dealing with in Southern California right now. Uh, I really do. I really wish something great would happen here in all phases. It's not just the Laker, just the secret, 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 and then all of a sudden here comes 6am on Thursday morning and everything just goes nuts. Uh, They're having the awards for for the NFL on Thursday, correct? Also? Yes. I okay. So. What the hell? What's the deal with Thursday? Why didn't they make everything on a goddamn WrestleMania? Is
0: doing a press conference in Las Vegas on Thursday as well.
1: Uh, no, Thursday cool, bro. Biggest... Sylvester Stallone is another Italian guy.
0: It's Stallone. It's Stallone, cool, bro. This is a yeah. joke. It's playing on a joke. But um, no, Thursday Stubborn is, the is the biggest... an
1: actual character.
0: Thursday, I will tell you, Joe, it's, it's the biggest night of the week for television viewing on a normal basis. Just to let you know, that's why Thursday is
1: such a big really. Day. Yes. Mm, okay. I'm sure that's what it was. Anyways, <laughs> are you going to watch all this stuff then? If it's such a great viewing day, anyways, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to be here the next couple days. We're going to be doing a lot of FaceTime here on this and, uh, looking forward to it and we'll see if there's some rabbits pulled out of hats.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yes, definitely come by tomorrow. Around 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, Stone Hanson will be back. Hopefully Joe Soro. hopefully we'll have all the panelists back. Uh, you know, anybody who wants to go ahead and stop by by sharing their thoughts. But uh, Z, truly appreciate, again, you taking the time all the way in a different time zone altogether to go ahead and share your thoughts on the NBA trade deadline. Stone, also on the East Coast now, sharing his thoughts. And again, everybody out there taking the time out of their day to go ahead and share their thoughts We want to see and hear more of your crazy trade proposals out there. Or if you think the Lakers won't trade at all, please let us know that as well, because there is a contingent out there that says, hold on to your assets until the summer to see what we can go ahead and do. But please like, and subscribe, help us out here at the Lakers fast break. Uh, It was funny because Darwin Ham's, Mr. Positivity said such negative things about the show. All I can tell you is by the numbers I see, because of you out there and what you support, the numbers don't lie. You like this show and you like this <laughs> channel. So once again for Sto Hansen, Zangerstein, and Joe Soro, it is me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching. Listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Good song, Cobro. Cool, Can't fault you for that. But is the Lakers fast break? He's <laughs> just lucky. <looking. laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna kill me for that but once again it is the lakers fast break truly appreciate it we'll see you tomorrow with more great nba trade deadline talk as always right here on the Lakers